Oh, I didn't get these, Brie. Hang on one second. Hang on one second. What did you not get? Where are they? He would choose to do something last minute like this. Oh, I know exactly what he's doing. He's coming in with the he can't read his own notes glasses. Name's Mike. <laughs> Name's Mike. Nice. Nice. Bree, what movie are we reviewing today? We're... I can't read my notes. BT Dump. Yeah, that's what I said. I was like, we're, we're it's another Halloween one, and you guessed it. We're back here for Halloween five. The Revenge of Michael Myers. Not Mike. Not Mike. <laughs> just Michael Myers. Yeah. The, not the other character who wears these types of glasses. For those not watching our video modem, I put on the vibe glasses, the circular sunglasses that the character Mike wears in Halloween 5, The Revenge of Michael Myers. And uh, you might I'll, see... I'll keep them on for as long as possible before we actually get into it and I can take some notes or uh, read my notes. Sorry. But... Yeah, subtitle, The Revenge of Michael Myers. Last one was The Return of Michael Myers. This is The Revenge. Now he's seeking revenge. And you might, if revenge you're watching... Revenge on who? Um, revenge on everybody. I don't know why, why he's seeking revenge as he is the main aggressor of the entire series of movies. Like, he's, he's the aggressor. You would think the revenge of... Like the Sith. Yeah. Okay. So as you might see, if you are one of our people who's watching at um YouTube, there's a breeze tree on the table. Um, this one I made for you. Um and we're kind of like spoiling a little part of the movie, just a um, teen. Are we? Just a teen. <laughs> um so I'm gonna pick the one that I think is yeah, the better. Put it, one. Try to get it close to the camera there. So we got camera one. A. We got our little, <laughs> our little guy here, and he's been impaled. He's been impaled. It's a little Rice crispy guy on a fork. And, and this is super easy to make. So you're going to make Rice Krispies. And my advice for making the best Rice Krispie is just do, like look up the Rice Krispie recipe on the back of the box of Rice Krispies, but double the butter. Oh, interesting. Double, Double the butter. The butter um, huh? It makes it easier to like form into things and stickier. Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah okay. And I was then, wondering how you did that. I thought you just took a Rice Krispie treat and just like mushed it so it's into a ball. And then um, what we're, what I used is this is a vanilla Tootsie Roll um, that I rounded to make the eyeball. That's what that is? Yeah, it's a vanilla Tootsie oh, Roll. Oh, I thought that was frosting or <laughs> no. icing. And then I used the black icing to make like the little pupil and the mouth and nose and then red frosting to do the mouth and the blood dripping down. And then to then I just stuck it upside down in a fork. Easy to... Nom, nom, nom. Nom, nom, nom. I'm not going to eat it on the mic because I would blow everyone away. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah but super easy super fun treat like this is something i would make for a halloween party like these are super fun yeah. um they look nice too these well, have put been it upside down there um, it is there it is these have been sitting in the fridge yeah we were gonna record so um a little unveiling of the curtain so to speak <clears throat> sorry 
unveiling of the curtain, so to speak, we record these episodes like well in advance to when we release them. So we've just been burning through these Halloween movies and then just uh, going in recording the podcast. So yesterday we watch Halloween five and we're coming into the studio, the little game room that mm-hmm. we have to, to record a pod. And then for whatever reason, our audio decides not to work. So we can't record. And I tried what for like an hour and a half almost trying to fix the audio and I just couldn't do it. And I just couldn't do it. Yeah. And I'm back at work now. So I couldn't stay up t- for him to fix it because he ended up fixing it around like 1130 ish. Um, I, w- I was ready for be- like I had to wake well, up yeah, at and I five. Had work. <laughs> I had work the next morning too. Um, but I, I I just couldn't get it. And then I watched a YouTube video and I uh, taught me a little audio engineering on how to get two mics uh, that don't pick up each other's voices because that was our problem. Yeah. So he's an audio engineer now. Our pro, breeze, pro audio. Our breeze treats are a little bit more firm, which I guess is good if you double the butter because they're going to be sticky treats at yeah. that point. Um, they're going to be greasy treats, but uh, nothing is better. Grease than a, treats. They're going to be like a little bit like more buttery. They're going to have a little bit more more like butter. move to them really just they're so good and then like if you don't like the consistency you could add a more marshmallow the, the thing is you don't want to have too much of the cereal mm-hmm. you want it to be we make these like in my fam- my sister makes the uh, rice krispie treats of the family and they're addicting you've had my sister's rice krispie treats oh, yeah. they're so, they're addicting mm-hmm. mushy 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 it's the butter nice the butter nice so brie uh nice little breeze treat for us it's nice to have it on camera for the first time in a while yeah or ever ever ever. um you can also see a little uh sneak peek at what brie is going to present for breeze treats on our instagram we'll uh link that and plug that at the end of the show brie before we get into halloween 5 the revenge of michael myers i have a question for you what's the question what scares you you know, what really scares me, chills me to the bone, is when, you know, the, <laughs> the smoke detector goes off. There's no smoke in the house. You're like, what's that? Uh, we had a little bit of an experience we had, we had a scare. Well, okay, so I'll say this before we talk about the story. I, ju- I like just told Bree this. I'm like... I've got too much Halloween content in my brain right now because (laughs) we've just been watching and burning through these movies and I'm reading a book about the production of all of the Halloween movies. So Michael Myers on the brain and it's making me a little paranoid if I'm going to be honest. I'm jumpy jumpy. Uh, when I go to sleep and I'm sitting in the bed and the tv's off and everyone's trying to go to sleep and i'm hearing the creaks and cracks of the house oh that's like me when i first got into paganism and witchcraft (laughs) and you like put it in my head that like i'm inviting things into this house and then every creak (laughs) would keep me awake i could not sleep well for two weeks because this man had convinced me that i had brought evil spirits into our home and i was like put that evil on me brie and i like smudged like every day now I smudge a little bit less and I still like do my thing, but you you put things in your head and my head here. I've always wanted a Ouija board. No. She keeps saying no. My I mom also says no. Your mom's a smart lady. My one of my former high school teachers but no. also like implored me. He was my religion teacher. I went to a private school. Um, yeah. 
and uh, he was my world religions teacher, and he heavily implored me not to get a Ouija board. He was teaching a lesson on uh, cults. Like the Ouija. Yeah. Don't touch the Ouija. Well, I didn't, I didn't tell him, but I guess word spread that I wanted to get a Ouija board, and it made its way back to our teacher. And he was teaching this lesson, and he's starting to talk about, um, like, messing with bad stuff. And he looks me dead in the eye during the lesson, like almost like do he was talking not. directly to me. And he said, do not ever play with a Ouija board. So here's the thing. And we can get into this when we watch something more witchy or more ghosty, more ghosty, more demony. But like the Christianity's demons and what like a day, like demons are different. Demo. Um, so we can get into that and I'll, I'll explain everything. Like I'm really good. Like I'm really into like the occult and stuff like that. And I can tell you, I mean, like not everything is there to be your friend. Um, you have to be careful who you invite in and you have to be respectful. And when you just play with Ouija boards, you just, don't, you're inviting a, in anything. It's a game from Hasbro. Yeah, but the implications of you go through the process of seeking out the other side maybe we do it for the pod no we don't do it for the pod we don't i i will smudge the pod but i will not do a ouija board okay let's get into it then yeah so let's get some background into halloween 5 the revenge of michael myers so halloween 5 was written and directed by and i'm gonna butcher this name Dominique Authentin Gerard. Dominique nice Authentin Gerard. I think I pronounced it properly. There was an OG script. There was an original script for Halloween 5 because to go back in time a little bit, Halloween 4 ended with Jamie. Yeah, Jamie had just, you know, stabbed her foster mom. mom. Yeah. Uh, and then you have Loomis. No, no, no. And then he was gonna like go shoot her, like a yeah, crazy he was man. Murder. And <laughs> so the original script, um, the original script was called Halloween: The Killer Inside Me, and it was gonna follow. It was gonna follow Jamie Lloyd being evil and killing people and i don't know if it was going to have a michael myers in it um i read something you about know, they they had talked about michael getting resurrected like frankenstein by like a bolt of lightning but i think this was after friday the 13th part six where that also happens to jason so if we're going to talk about what i wish for this movie i wish they would have you know, pass the torch, I guess, to Jamie, and then had her bring back Michael, if that was my wish for this. How, how would she have done that? Pitch it. Pitch it to me right now. <laughs> no. Pitch me this movie. Like, okay, so, like, Michael is in this coma, per se. Well, he's dead well, he's at the with... end of four, right? He gets no, shot to oblivion? Well... He's in a coma with a hermit. Well, that's the start of five. Well, yeah. yeah. Well, he goes and he falls down the mine shaft. If they had left the mine shaft alone, he was like buried in the mine shaft. Okay, and they just call it call it a He's day with the mine. He's just in the mine shaft. He's yeah. just in the mine shaft. Okay, we call this like 
Jamie's movie. Like she, you pick up on Halloween Jamie. five Jamie's movie. Yeah, right. You pick up on Jamie. She's like locked away. Um, we don't have to put her in the same psychiatric facility, but you know, she like she breaks out or say she's in a home for like troubled youth because she didn't kill her mom. Do you think this is in your pitch for Halloween five Jamie's movie? Is it how many years after? I would give it a little bit more time. So she's like a teenager. Oh, yeah. I was going to say, like this teenage. sounds like something like Breakfast Club meets Halloween. Like she's a troubled youth at like the same kind of like, not a children's like hospital facility, yeah. but like a, like a house of for like a bunch of troubled teens. Like it's a bunch of troubled kids. They should just do Breakfast Club. Just have her in detention. No, but like I'm thinking more severe than just like, like bad kids like no she like had a, com tried to a, a commit murder because I like the idea that they had that she didn't actually kill the mom because she was a kid and like she shouldn't have mm -hmm. the, the strength to do so um, and then but Michael you know like a kid. something like comes over her it's like towards Halloween she, she starts like losing herself and becomes like in the music, a murderer the moment, and moment. like her path trajectory is to that mine shaft like she's single-minded like i'm going to the mine yeah shaft. and like i'm gonna kill everything along the way oh interesting so the movie does the movie end with is but, michael resurrected during the movie or at the end of the movie at the end of the movie so then you have michael a, and jamie buddy cop teaming up yes yeah, so oh. <laughs> or he kills her like because oh that'd be sick because, you know, he comes up, the next movie starts, like, the end of the first movie, and then he he's, like, the she's the first one. He comes up out of the mine shaft, stabs right through her, start of the next movie. Ooh. Who's directing? <laughs> Who's directing? Directed and produced by me. <laughs> um, I'm going to pitch you a Halloween movie real quick. Okay, pitch. Jamie, going based off the intro to your movie. Okay. Jamie is in Detention. She's Blame. she's in school. She's in a high school. She's in detention. And you got all these kids that are in detention with her. Michael Myers is in the school, locked down at the school. So you have this movie with a bunch of teenagers, Our Jamie, and Michael Myers in the school. And then and it, it goes just, all just in the school. style. Sure. There's a dog. There's a Great Dane. <laughs> and they're like, open up closet, closet doors. There's Michael. They close it. They run well, the other way. Oh, we can have a scene where like, you know, in Scooby-Doo when there's two, there's like a hallway with like doors on each side and the gang runs through one side and out the other and Michael's like chasing them. We could do that It'd over like groovy 60s music. Yeah. Okay. We, I'm, I'm, I want Martin Scorsese. I want him directing this. No, he's not good enough. He's not good enough. Okay, so what I really like about this opening is like, I don't know what weapon it is in the opening, but I, I thought it was a scythe and it was just like a, a, oh yeah, just like a chopping sound, like the sound of you taking a metal scythe and just, shh, shh, shh. Sh. I thought that was really cool as an opening. Mm -hmm. And then as we get further into the opening, then you get some music, um, which we were lacking in the last opening. Yeah. I noticed that this movie, it opens, and during that opening credit scene, it just says Halloween 5. There's no subtitle. <laughs> Even though there's a subtitle to the movie, no subtitle. Uh, we didn't care about it that much. Um, the movie itself, I think, generally is filmed pretty decently. Like, it's got some pretty stylistic shots in there. 
um but it's slow oh this is yeah a we slow noted movie. i have like i think this is the most notes i've taken for any of the same same the with movies. me actually. it's like three pages of notes oh i've got two well one and a half but so it's i a try to limit mine to one all the time um, I'm the person who does beat by beat notes, and then Anthony's the one who really takes detailed notes during the climax. I, it just works for us. It yeah, just, that's just our, that's I don't, our gimmick. I don't take notes during the climax of the movies because I like to enjoy them. Yeah. Uh, I also wrote the opening kind of bleeds into the Halloween music. Like it, it's absent at first, but then it kind of transitions into the yeah, Halloween music. Yeah, they do which is a really cool. good job of it's the scythe noise, and then all of a sudden we get that, mm -hmm. like Halloween music. So we open up to a recap of the climax to Halloween 4, and it's basically just shot for shot, the same, you know, last 10 minutes or so recapped into maybe a three minute scene. Yeah. But there's one change, they add something in there. And it's kind of a big detail that's apparently omitted from Halloween 4, but brought into 5, is that, you know, when I was watching Halloween 4, I sat there and I thought, I'm like, okay, this is cool because all of, like, the angry townspeople, they're like, it's like Frankenstein. They're all revolting against the monster, right? And they start shooting him with artillery, and mm -hmm. he makes, like, the weird, like, he goes like this, like, with his hands. Ugh. And then he falls into the mine shaft, right? And that's the mine shaft collapses, and then that's it. But what we see in Halloween Five is they throw a stick of dynamite down there, and then you get like the most hilarious, like like maybe like five ish minutes where He's Michael <laughs> Michael Army crawls out of the mine shaft into the river yeah. and gets swept up by the current, and it's just like. <laughs> It, what looks to be a dummy in a Michael Myers mask, just, just like hanging out in the current. Just floating down just the lazy floating river. Down the river. But I wish I would have known that they threw a freaking stick of dynamite. That makes more sense as to why everybody believes that he's dead. Like, that would have been nice to know in the fourth movie that they did that. But Michael's floating down the current. I wrote, Michael being taken by current equals funny. <laughs> <laughs> and then he... He's pretty smart about how to get out of the current. He's making sure to grab onto like netting and what appears to be kind of like a makeshift bridge for people who are fishing. Trapped by the current as well. Nearby and he pulls himself to the side. And then we get like a little like shack he's going up to. And it reminded me of a joke from a, uh, <laughs> a Mulaney sketch, of course. John Mulaney. <laughs> <laughs> I know exactly what you're going to um, say. Michael's so, like just walking up to the shack and I'm like, Michael Myers going up, going to open the door to this guy and be like, I'm homeless. <laughs> <laughs> I am gay. <laughs> and I'm new in town. I'm new in town. Uh, but this guy like, is like, oh, Mike, huh, huh. well, he doesn't say Mike, but he like almost gets choked out by Michael Myers and then Michael collapses from his injuries and this guy like nurses him back to health and then skips it time skips it time skips a year um it time skips to halloween the next year one year later jamie is in a children's clinic and her brain is being monitored like yeah she's like her Asleep. bed like her bed is hooked up to like a little machine and she's scared of herself she's scared she can't speak um she's mute and she wakes up from a nightmare because Michael wakes up from his his what I think it was in a year long coma at I I what I assume is a year long coma because 
it's hard for me to put together that Michael and this hermit have just been, shacking up together. They're just shacking up, like odd couple, like <laughs> they're peacefully coexisting. Like but Michael's I'd also making him brunch. Like be wary of the fact that this hermit did not take this obviously sick and hurt man to the hospital. <laughs> No, he didn't do that, and he sees, oh, a man in mass tried to choke me, and now I'm going to nurse him back to health instead of, like, calling someone Strange. or, like, getting someone's attention. So Michael wakes up, he murks this guy, um, but Michael doesn't have his mask on at first, and we do see, like, a little glimpse of Michael's face, and I wrote that, Michael's face, beautiful. Right? It he looked like a really handsome dude. Yeah. Like, I was like, I kind of, I turned to Anthony, I was like, I'm not getting, like, a really good view of the face. But, but I'm there's getting, no burns. I'm like, but I'm getting a good enough view to be like, who plays Michael in this movie? We gotta pull up the actor. I, yeah, well, Cause I wanna, not I wanna know, right I wanna now. know if he's really good looking, like, what it made it seem. Do you think he's good looking for our generation, or is he 80s good looking? He might be 80s good looking. He might maybe 80s good looking. Um, which is a different good looking. So I wrote telepathic communication yes that because word that's established at the very beginning that they jamie and michael are telepathically linked somehow i will give one criticism well i'm gonna give many criticisms <laughs> one of my major criticisms it's never fully explained the extent of that telepathy like i guess i'll explain it a little bit more later when we get into more details of the movie um well i'm but i don't think it was ever really well, expanded is, upon it's established but it's never expanded upon this is the feeling that i get from the telepathy and i mean this is what my understanding of is he can feel her and she can feel him because he she can see when he murders and that's when she like freaks out she can feel he's like people are in danger yeah and but because when, so but there's the scene in the beginning where she can see what she he like puts sees, on the mask when he but, does but not like with her eyes you know what i mean like she can't see what he sees with his eye like she's not seeing from his eyes well that's first not, of all michael's not supposed to have eyes because they got shot out in halloween too <laughs> that's, but that's beside the point that's not i don't think that's how their telepathic communication works i think his brain interprets the color red and the color black and she used those two colors and so she makes the connection red black our house is red and black He's at our house. Interesting. Well, that's later in the movie. Too. I, know. I didn't pick that up. I didn't, I didn't I, put that I, together. So I don't think I needed the telepathic communication to be explained to me because I kind of No, just like get they it. didn't need to say, well, they're telepathically linked, but the extent of their telepathy is not explained because I'm going to, I'm going to, I don't think they can, forward. I don't think they can sense where each other's are. No, they can't do that, but I'm going to spoil something before we get into it oh, no. i'm gonna push forward a little bit michael kills rachel and she has no idea and and jamie has no idea right but he can sense she can sense when he kills other people like well, she she's surprised when she sees rachel's body later on in the movie i see but she did sense that someone had died she sensed that something was wrong but she should have sensed that Rachel, like, you know what I mean? The yeah. extent of their telepathy is never fully expanded upon. Um, well, she wakes up from this, like, dream, and during the dream, she's kind of scribbling the words, he's coming. Yeah. 
He's coming. No one finds this little yeah thing. what the hell that so, would have been the perfect way to for loomis to figure out that michael's on his does way does loomis see it i don't then think how does so. loomis know that because just jamie's freaking out yeah that's but just that's i'm just like lazy. why why give her the 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 like the chalkboard to write he's coming if no one's ever going to see this chalkboard that says he's coming but then the nurse comes in and this nurse is acting her butt off this entire movie this actress jamie 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 wake up jamie i i did i wrote nurses overacting oh yeah for this particular movie this is overacting oh yeah um i am going to hit you with a behind the scenes detail um dominique othenton gerard if i pronounced his name properly once again he did not get along with Donald Pleasance throughout this movie. Donald Pleasance uh, thought that, I think he was quoted in like uh, some interview maybe with Fangoria, but Donald Pleasance was saying, Gerard believe he doesn't know that he's making a fifth movie in a franchise. Like he's trying to make something that's his own thing, but he doesn't realize he's making a fifth movie. So Gerard wanted Donald Pleasance to play a character that a version of Loomis that's very stern and very strong and like very like uh he has willpower you know he's controlling of himself and Donald Pleasance was like no I should be playing this character as he has evolved for the past four movies because he's getting crazier and crazier as Michael kills and kills and kills and keeps doing it so we see a Loomis that is more desperate mm -hmm. to do stuff and he goes to try to stop michael by really any means necessary and we see that later on in the film um and then we get like they take her on a gurney because they think she's going to she's dying she's um losing she's not breathing and that's the first time i've seen a gurney go downstairs i never knew how a gurney went downstairs you never knew that no i remember you in the movie the I other said, day is that how like, it works wow you were like so mystified by that like, this is modern technology Brie. and i was like i wrote it down i said i never knew how they took people down the stairs mm -hmm. i i just assumed cool stuff right well you just thought <laughs> no, they pushed people no, i'm kidding i knew they got them down by rolling them down but i didn't know like to counteract they kind of like the legs go up and down sure. it was cool yeah um we Notice that Michael has made it back to Haddonfield, mm -hmm. and he's now stalking Rachel, Jamie's stepsister. Well, they say stepsister. She's not a stepsister. No, she's the... She's a foster sister. Yeah. But they keep saying stepsister in the movie, and to say stepsister would imply that, like, one of Rachel's parents is Jamie's parents, and That's that, that doesn't case. make sense. So... Um, she's the foster sister from the fourth movie, the final girl of the fourth movie, and Michael's stalking her at her house, and Michael makes it back to Haddonfield, which we both noted. Um, I don't, I think Michael travels the least amount of distance. Good for him. Movie. He was, he was working his butt off yeah. in the last couple. Um, I think the only reason he goes back to that house is because he thinks Jamie's there, because he doesn't have the ability to know where Jamie's at. Yeah, and he's just like, the last I saw of Jamie, I guess, was at, at this, her house. Yeah, at this house. Yeah, so he's looking for Jamie, and he stumbles upon Rachel, and he's stalking her, and we get this, like, tense scene where uh, Michael's, in, like, physically in the house, just, like, watching her, 
and she's coming out of the shower and then she gets a call from Jamie and Loomis because Jamie is having some kind of freak out about because she knows that she she grabs the two like colored markers and draws the the, the dog the yeah. yeah and the dog's barking and Loomis takes her seriously like right away and calls what do you know and says. calls like her like are you okay um how's the dog well the dog's been going crazy barking go ch go check the so dog you need to check this dog now she goes to check the dog dog's fine right yeah but then like the dog is gone the next time she goes to check the dog and he tells her to get out yeah so house. she gets out and she calls the police and here we have this movie has such a weird tone because it's supposed to be this really like the way gerard talks about the, in the book taking shape the author has an interview with gerard and the way gerard talks about it and i i don't want to like poo poo on people Go ahead, take a big old poo. Um, should I take a big old poo? Take a big old poo. He sounds a little pretentious in this interview, and I talked to you about this, where he's sounds like the way he pitched the movie and the way that he presented it to uh, producer Mustafa Akkad was, he, he made it sound like this is going to be the best movie ever made, and he talks about breaking the rules of horror movies, like traditional rules of horror movies and the traditional rules of Halloween, and he thought that just because he was being different automatically meant that it was good and that's not necessarily the case so gerard like a, a major complaint about the movie is that it's slow mm -hmm. and gerard has said in interviews this isn't a slow movie this is how you build tension and i'm like buddy no. buddy <laughs> no because we talked about and we'll talk about it more as we get towards the climax a climax should be when you're not building tension anymore. It should be just relieving tension. Yes. And this climax is so drawn out Long. that you don't even, it's not even suspenseful anymore because you've used up all the tension you built the entire movie. Oh, don't, don't get me started. We'll get, we'll get into how they, <laughs> they ruin they, it. They ruin things in this movie. Yeah. Um, so the police come out of, they go check oh, the house. The, no, no, no. The police are there. And what I was getting at was tone because Gerard has been building this movie to be high tension and this is how we're building tension, this is how we're building horror, but yet the police are introduced and we get what I wrote as goofy 80s police music. Yeah, it was like, where it's squeaks, like the horns, it was like squeaky noises. It was like clown noises. music. And I said, uh, I was like squeaky noises, And then I looked at Brie, I looked at Brie, I'm like, well, they're gonna die. Yeah, we knew right away, we we're like, oh, well, these guys. Uh, it was they're not nice. taken seriously. It was nice knowing them because yeah. They're dead. Um, and then we get Jamie's freaking out again after the police leave and say we checked everything, right? Um, we obviously know Michael's in the house. Michael's been hiding in the closet. Michael's hiding in the closet. Jamie's freaking out. And this is, uh, we are in the, like, the the Hanfield Clinic for children. And Jamie has, like, a guy friend. Billy. Billy. Um, this boy will not keep his hands to himself. She pushes him away. Yeah, she's like, like, That's don't awesome, touch, dude. don't touch me, don't touch me. And I wrote down like, consent, weird boy, don't touch her. Learn from an early age. No means no. Yeah, like, don't touch her. She said, stop touching me. Is but that the age where kids should start learn? Like, should they already have learned that by so age nine? Or our, our child will learn as soon as like they leave, 
well actually even before then you need to teach consent to children like they have the they have bodily autonomy i won't make our kid hug anybody if you mm -hmm. want to hug somebody you don't even have to hug grandma Oh, I grandma mean, ain't gonna I'm like, like that. I'm like, it's gonna break grandma's heart into pieces. Grandma ain't gonna like but, but either. Just, grandma not gonna like that. Um, but just because you're related to a kid doesn't mean you get like. Can I have a hug? The kid should be able to say no, not right now. Yeah, I, I mean, agree. we're gonna like we'll explore because we're gonna become parents within the next like couple years. Got asked about that today. Oh no! Work. Somebody's <laughs> like, oh, when's when are kids coming? I was like, IDK. Uh, we're gonna get married first, so we get married this year. Um, in I think we've talked about the wedding on every episode because we're excited. Yeah, we're excited. Um, anyway, moving forward, uh, the shape. Can mm -hmm. we still call him the shape? Is he or is he just Michael? I put. I think he's still Michael. Michael Myers. Mm. He's a creeper at this point. Um, he stabs Rachel with scissors in the chest. Yeah. Yeah. Mean. He's, he stabs her I, in the chest, which is, I, a, which is I an did interesting write down call. something quite inappropriate at this point. So I'll say it. I said, Michael be scissoring up. <laughs> oh, Brie. Oh, Brie. Oh, Marie. You did say that. I remember, I, you, I remember you laughing to yourself and then saying that to me. And Michael I went, oh my God. Michael be scissoring people out here. So um, this is kind of an interesting move on the part of this movie which is why gerard says he's breaking rules i mean movies. it was too early to kill rachel in the movie well she's the final girl of the last movie final girls don't normally make it to the sequel yeah they don't or they don't make it past like the first scene in the sequel like if you think of friday the 13th the in part two i can't remember the character's name because all those characters are nameless but um the final girl from friday the 13th one makes it to the first five minutes of part two and then dies. I, but then, then is he doing what is new and innovative? No, because Psycho did that, right? Like Psycho build, build not built, build Janet Lee to be the star of the movie and then they killed her off early on. So I think that was Gerard's take on I'm shocking the audience, so to speak, and like I'm moving away from the established norms of horror movies i don't know if it worked i guess it did who cares but there's um i wrote michael is humanized a little bit mm -hmm. in this movie um he's still there's still a very big supernatural essence to this movie with the telepathy and then you get the thorn stuff which we'll get into but for the most part he's pretty much humanized like i don't think he's teleporting anywhere no, he's walking. Yeah, I. I he had to. Dr he has to drive a car later on. He the... literally drives a car. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So we're back at the children's like home, and um, I said same speech, Loomy Boomy. Um, Loomis gives his same speech to say, you know, Michael is back. You haven't looked in the eyes and seen the just darkest eyes. You've just seen Pierre evil. Pure evil. And then he makes the guy look at his hand and face. Look saying, at my buns. Look at me. I said, look at my ugly. Look at it. <laughs> <laughs> look at it. Yeah. I. So, so I'm sorry, Lo but I'm very Loomis ugly. Is, Loomis in this movie takes the, like, he's too weird, I think. Like, he's hanging around a children's clinic. I understand he's a child he's a doctor. psychologist. He's a doctor. He's a child psychiatrist or psychologist or whatever. But he's obviously terrible at his job. And he keeps hanging around these kids. And I'm just like, 
Get away from me, creepy old man with burns. But honestly, if you think about, I guess, I don't know. Because I don't know how Jamie feels about... I think Dr. Jamie, Jamie trusts him. Dr. Loomis. At this but point. it's But it's like, he wants to... I think Loomis is just so obsessed with protecting Jamie so she doesn't turn out like Michael. Yeah. He wants to prevent... So he's been the, monitoring her Yeah, for he wants to time. prevent her from becoming Michael. He couldn't save Michael, but maybe he can save Jamie. Yeah, and this is why we say Loomis is desperate in this movie and there's a lot of stuff that indicates that um uh, we're introduced to our cast of teenagers in this movie we have um tina who is rachel's friend who once rachel dies kind of moves into the place of a main character and a final girl we have her friend samantha we have tina's boyfriend Mike. Mike, which is very confusing because we also have Michael Myers. We, uh, she's going to become Mike real quick. Because I can see with these on because I don't oh, have yeah. glasses. Oh, I got myself in the nose. Um, as you can see, Name's Mike. when they introduced the boyfriend, Mike, Anthony turns to me and says, two Mikes. That's confusing. <laughs> That's confusing. One's good, one's evil. Why would they do that? Well, but the, the why did they do Mike it? is not good. He's kind of a dickhead. Oh, he's a little dill hole. Yeah. That's why he, he dies so early. Yeah, I, I don't know. You, you're the beat-by-beat beat person. What happens so, next? So after um, the friends, we, we meet the cast of characters, but then Tina goes back to the house to kind of find Rachel but and then kind of just looks around a little bit, but like not like she, Rachel's. We Rachel, we don't know that she's not there she? anymore. Like we find out later, Michael took the took the body. He's hiding them in the Myers house. Yeah. So she looks around for Rachel, can't find her. Assumes Rachel had gone to her parents in the country, which is established in the beginning. It's where, a dumb thing to assume if she didn't tell anybody. Yeah. So. Um, the friends like oh well gets ready um and they like like she didn't even look hard no no she looked like around a couple corners and then oh i guess she went to the country i guess she went to the country and left the dog yeah the there's so many red flags the, the there dog is that... tied up in the back of the house and michael's still in the house oh yeah and she she walks out of the house she looks back she sees him in the window and then he disappears well, and you can see he doesn't just disappear. He just moves to the side because you can see his shoulder a little bit on the side. And I then we go... We meet a dude who's coming off of a bus. And he's wearing black. He's got a black duster. He's got a black hat. He's got black boots with spurs. Mm -hmm. And he kicks this dog he's walking by. And this is the man in black who we see pretty consistently i said who is the man in black you also said is he wearing spurs i also said is he wearing spurs i thought of boba fett because <laughs> boba fett wears spurs um so a little bit about the man in black here um i will let you know brie we well you know we never get an answer in halloween 5 about who the man but in we black get an is. answer in halloween 6 we do get an answer in halloween 6 gerard the writer and director he didn't even know who the man in black was. He said in the in an interview, I introduced this character that I didn't know who he was going to be. What? Just to set it up for whatever writer took over for the next movie. 
Knowing he wasn't going to come back? Yeah, well, well, I don't know if he knew that he wasn't going to come back, but that's kind of a bad idea. Yeah, you know, like... Like, how, would you, how do you write a character without knowing who the character is? Well, I guess you have just a character that shows up, like, a couple of times and never says anything, and we never see the character. But he has a mark on his wrist that is the mark of the thorn. It's a little thorn symbol, a little thorny thorn. Mark of the Thorn is the stupidest thing We also do. see Michael has that mark as well. We all got matching tattoos. We mark our friendship <laughs> with matching <laughs> tattoos. <laughs> um... So the rumor was that this guy was Michael's brother. That's not true. Just wait till we get to Halloween six. You'll get it. Okay, so then they go to the store, like to pick up beer, I guess, and booze and stuff, and they're gonna like take it, I guess, not pay for it. And <laughs> I like these, I feel this vibe. This is a this Well, is you a gotta vibe. take them off after the scene. Oh yeah, sorry. Yeah. Um so Mike is being like a dill hole and was told, hey, you gotta go park in the back so that they don't catch us taking this beer in the, the middle of the day. He lights up a cigarette and he's like, okay. Like, okay. And then he like angrily presses on the gas, pulls around to the back and um, Michael does probably the biggest piece of shit move. <laughs> Who, Mike or Michael? Michael, because okay. he takes like this. It's like a, um, a little like hoe. No, so it's it's what you it's use like a portable hoe. in gardening to break up the dirt. Yeah, it's like a hoe. No, because it's like a it looks like a claw. It's like a small hoe. No, a hoe. A hoe for show. A hoe is is bent and flat. This is has claws in it. I forget what it's called, but it like breaks up dirt. Yeah, he's just using gardening tools this whole movie. Um, so he takes this and he goes along the side <laughs> of the car. And, then, and he and then scrapes Mike, it. And Mike's like, what the problem with you uh, guys? Mike's like, hey, yo. Hey, yo, what's He's your problem He's not Italian, but I, I wish he was. <laughs> he could have been. We don't know. And Mike, um, yeah, he, he, doesn't, he doesn't care, I guess. He's just like. Mike or Michael? Michael. He's, is, yeah, Mike cares confusing. a lot. This is confusing. Mike cares a lot. Michael. Not so much. Doesn't give a toot. Um, when Mike tries to confront, um, like Mike gets up to like get out of the car to confront Michael, Michael just goes, doink. Yeah, he bops <laughs> him on the head with it. Dink. And that's how we get. And that's how we get that. Our yeah. treat for today. It's Mike. Mm. It's Mike. Mike. Um, RIP in peace. Um, all right. Now you got to take off the Mike vibe glasses. He, he did. So yeah, as a little tribute at Mike. the feet of Mothman. Um, I will um, also talk about very briefly how mm -hmm. the Myers house looks completely different to the Myers house from the first movie. They I added an extra story. Like to I, I complained about it. I said the Myers house is a different like okay so we live in a ranch like it's all one level. level. The, the Myers house is just like a two-story house and it has this like this one has like an attic it has almost like a wrap around like a half wrap porch and it's a very much like it's 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 a rectangle it's not like f any fanciness and it's a white house mm -hmm. the house in this it's like green it's right? like a gray it's green and red like it's not the colors of the first house from the first movie it's not even the same 
type of house this house looks more victorian in nature like it's a whole different house that's why i was like where are they yeah she said she was confused she goes where are we i was like i think this is the myers house i'm like this doesn't look like the myers house so they they didn't they done messed up that because the, yeah they, 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 like no one if you like if they didn't say this is the myers house i wouldn't know yeah so loomis is in the myers house he's like calling out michael blah 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 nothing happens there and i wrote all these kids are playing pranks on each other this is about 90 percent of what all of the teenagers in this movie do they fucking play pranks on each other and it gets old quick yeah so when we first get like michael kills mike and takes his car and then still picks up tina for the night of Hall like halloween night well i think we're moving too quick here no yes no no, we're no not. you're right no you're right i'm like yeah. i wrote beat by beat well yeah i'm i'm looking at my notes right now i got confused i got confused a little he, bit he jumped ahead and i wanted I to bring ahead. i wanted to bring us back because so mike michael kills mike and i wrote there can only be one <laughs> <laughs> so mike michael takes mike's car um puts on another mask over his mask okay so wait can we pause for a second yeah and can we talk about michael's mask in this movie it's a different mask it's a completely different mask and this he is was in well, a, i would argue well i don't know is this the worst mask no so i felt like the last one was the worst it was too clean it was too clean boring at looking. least this one but this one was too like it's big it was big you and, could see it protruding and from, i didn't like, know and i, t I told you neck. about this i was like is the mask too big or is the actor too thin no i think the mask at the it was like bell-bottomed at the bottom it was like flaring out towards the ends um gerard said the reason that they made the mask look like what it was was because they wanted it to have a more human looking aesthetic they wanted to give it more human-like features but the mask should have been the exact same one from the last one. Which should have he, been the exact same one from the Because he didn't get one. a new mask. Whereas the last oh, one... No you, no, you are right. You are absolutely right. Whereas the last one, it made sense of the mask like shit because he had grabbed a new mask. This one, he did not grab... It should have been the exact same mask. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Um, so, my, so Michael goes, puts on this other ugly mask over his other mask and he goes and picks up tina in the car and tina's like dressed in like this costume where it's like very you know, it's showy it's a showy costume you know, you know what i thought I, when you said i would wear tina. it what tina's alter ego tina and like Don't, she's Bob's being burgers. flirty she's like going around the car like and then she's like mike let me in and like I, like Mike and she's like it's cold and I'm like but the car like it's it's a convertible with the top up so it's, it's got not, windows down and the windows are down it's like it's not any warmer in this car and then she he eventually lets her in to the car and she's like trying to talk to him and he's very quiet we know Michael like doesn't talk so she's just like oh the silent treatment yeah I like that Michael drives again in this movie this is the first time we see him drive, really, since the first one. Mm -hmm. It's interesting that that they made they chose that as a callback for. I, the I first guess, Halloween. and then I wrote "Man in Black," so we must see him again. 
We do see the man in black again. He's just, like, walking the streets. Okay. Yeah. And then they're driving, and they go, like, they're going to pass a gas station, and she tells Michael, who she assumes is Mike, to pull over. She wants cigarettes. They drive past the gas station, and she's like, hey, I said I wanted cigarettes. And he, like, does a very reminiscent thing of the first movie, where when he's yelled at, he abruptly stops the car. Um, and he, they pull in and she's like, this guy's a jerk. She goes into the... What a jerk. Yeah, she goes into the gas station and then Jane, Jamie freaks out again. She senses something's not right. Well, she can talk at this point, right? Yeah. Yeah. She learns how... Is, does no, she learn how to talk no. now? No, no. She can't no, talk she yet. she can't talk yet. Spoilers. She's, she's freaking out and she's signing. Oh, yeah, she signs. And yeah. Billy is interpreting the sign. Billy is kind of an MVP. Like, woman, woman, um, cookies, and they find she, out... She's signing the, the sign, right? The sign the outside the gas, gas station. station. So then the police are there, and Loomis is there. The police are able to figure out what gas station this, like, Tina's at, and they rescue Tina, like, just in time. Yeah, and Michael's gone. Michael with the car. Once the police, while well, he's still in the parking lot waiting for her, she's about to go back into the car, and you know she would have been murked like that second. But because the police had come right on time, he dipped, and then she assumed Mike was just being a jerk. But Michael Myers Mike left. Dead. Like, Mike dead. Michael take over. Like Michael. Um, yeah. So Tina gets taken to the children's clinic, right? Yes. By the police. Mm -hmm. And she stays for all of five minutes. And she's like, ain't nothing to see here. I got to go to a party. But Tina's like being safe is the what gets Jamie to talk. Yes. Like Jamie's talking now. Um, but I thought it's so weird that she's willing to leave Jamie when Jamie's like really worried about her safety. And Jamie starts talking again. And you're going like, to leave that's her. That's kind of a big development. And she's just like sometimes when you're older you just meet someone and they drive you crazy i'm like and they're like no selfish. tina you are going to die if and you go it's out it's just it's so selfish yeah so she leaves and she goes to a party with samantha and her boyfriend i guess spits <laughs> and then we can get into these kids okay, play yeah, too these many pranks. They pranks. Made me, this made me angry, this movie, because I'm like, how many pranks do these kids pull? They scare each other like super and often. They There's do like it with three the, times before this scene, they scare each other. And they do it with like the Michael Myers so mask. So they're, they're, the, they're at the barn party or the farm party, and the police are told, those two goofy cops are told to escort Tina and like make sure she's safe so you know so we're they're sitting, at this they're point. sitting outside the farm and tina runs out screaming her friend runs out screaming and then you see michael myers chasing down tina and he backs her into a corner and the police are like oh my god it's michael myers so they get out of the car and they point their guns and it's a teenager in a michael myers costume pulling a prank and then says, I got you. It's just a prank, man. Oh. And that's not the first prank. They play way they too play many way pranks. They play way too many pranks. So this is about the fourth prank. Also, stupid prank to play on the police again. 
because we said this in Halloween 4, fucking stupid to play pranks on the police. Oh, I'm going to dress up as a known psychopath that's currently on the loose and I'm going to scare the police. A great way to get yourself shot because those police in Halloween 5, even though they're goofy, they don't put the that gun down. Mm-hmm. You know? And then we get, you know, Tina's friend. What's her name again? Samantha. Samantha and the boyfriend go to the barn. Spitz. For some sexy time in the barn. And then he does it again. Yeah. Spitz he, does it again. Where he... He plays, pretends to be Michael Myers and scares the crap out of her. And then it's a prank. Yeah. And so at that point, I'm like... It I, ruins the I whole, turned, like, shock of Michael actually being there because it happens so many times. We're desensitized that, to it. Yeah. We're like, oh, it's just going to be another prank. Right. And I remember turning to him. I'm like, oh, God, I just hope they die with all these like, pranks just get that they're, done they're playing. At this point. And so I turned to you and I said, oh, sexy time in a dirty barn. I was like... I wouldn't want. I was like, if we did this, I would die, um, because I'm allergic. Oh, yeah. to, I'm allergic to hay. I have like a severe. You went allergy. to a barn dance in college. That I, was like our first date. And I almost died. Um, I was. I had to take two. I couldn't drink at the thing because I had to take like several allergy medications. And then from then on, we agreed to go to only one of our barn dances. So then I would only have to be exposed to. Hey, one time within a month, uh, not twice. Because mm-hmm. I get like throat itchy, closey, you know. Itch- you were I'm, struggling, I itch- remember. Itchy all over. It's yeah. a straw. I can't touch it. Um, but there's no avoiding touching it. So I'm like, we, I would die. So so Michael ends up killing. Yeah, pitchfork through pitchfork him. Through and a scythe and to a her scythe head. And a slash to her head. Yeah, for Sam. So um yeah they're they're both m- murgled again why this tasty treat has a little fork in it because the pitchfork as well um and then we get you know tina's the the party's kind of dying down everyone's getting ready to leave and tina's gonna go find her friends like i can't leave without my friends like i gotta go gotta find, find them spits um and so she goes to the barn she finds the cute kitty cat but notices the cute kitty cat is covered in blood and then she gets the like the jump scare of like okay the bodies fall on her and she's terrified. So she goes running out. Everyone's pretty much left. The police are dead. But the police, she too. sees the police car. So she goes running up to the police car. And they didn't even give the police the respect of they being They didn't give killed. an on-camera death. They show Michael coming out with the pitchfork. And but they then, didn't show And the, then the police are dying. like, hey, buddy, come here. And Michael's like, I will oblige you. And then stabs him with the pitchfork off screen. Um, I don't know what happens after this. So but- Tina gets chased by Michael in the car. Oh, yeah, and he could not catch her, and I wrote, I'm fast as fuck, boy. I know. Well, okay, so (laughs) Tina and Jamie, because Jamie's there, too, because they, at one point, leave the clinic. Oh, yeah, Jamie. They run away from the clinic to find Tina. Jamie pulls, like, a Houdini on Loomis, and her and Billy, like, they they give him the old slip. Yeah. To go find Tina, because they won't let So Michael starts chasing Tina, and then he stabs Tina and kills her, like pretty surprisingly because she was set up to be the final girl of this well, movie and then died. it's important to note that tina died to protect the children to protect the children yes she put herself 
in harm's way so that Jamie and Billy could get away. Yeah. So they're running in the woods and Michael is driving, driving a car in the woods. I don't know how that works because there's a lot of trees. And then Anthony turns to me, he's like, why are they out running a car? And I said, well, they're in the woods. He has to do a lot of dodging. And then at that then same moment, the car. and then at that same moment, Michael drives the car into a tree. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, dude, just get out of the car. No, not only does he drive the car into the tree, but the car explodes. They love to make car explode. Yeah, the car explodes, and then Michael walks out like no battle damage at all, no fall damage, no fire damage, like nothing. He's perfectly fine, and he starts chasing them. Uh, I just wrote Michael's a shitty driver. Like, well, he starts out. chasing him, and then at one point I thought that like, he was right behind them, but then we find out that the figure right behind them is actually Loomis, mm -hmm. who like scoops him up. Well, he scoops him up, and then he tells Michael to go to the Myers house. He's like, you want her? We'll be at the Myers house. Okay, and this is where to take them out of this particular place and then move them somewhere else during the climax of the movie was not the correct choice. That, but was that the climax? I don't think that was the climax. Well, that was just an action set piece. Uh, but it got after that, it got boring. It slows down. After that, yeah. Point, after that, it it's, totally slows it just, down. It doesn't. If you're gonna say that's an action set piece, and there's gonna be another action set piece, they need to be closer together. Well, they need to build into each other. They this need to was, build into each other. So the way action movies are typically, and this is an action movie, but typically action movies are formatted in a way where it's like you have three big action set pieces. You have a small one at the beginning, a medium one in the middle, and then a large one to end the movie. And it doesn't feel like we have, and again, this isn't an action movie, so I don't know, maybe a false equivalency. Anyway, Loomis sets up a trap at the Myers house. He has Jamie kind of sitting there, but there's cops like all around the Myers house positioned. And one of the cops is like, wow. One of the cops, one of the cops is loud and like trying to have a full ass conversation with Jamie. And Jamie's like, Shh. Jamie's like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> she doesn't say it, but politely she's like, dude, stop fucking talking to me right now. Like, we're trying to trap Michael Myers. And he's like, oh, sorry. And then we get into this whole, like, Michael gets there. Well, uh, does Michael call in, like, a fake tip to the police that the clinic is under attack? No. Um, I think Michael goes to the clinic and starts attacking. I know he kills someone at the I clinic. I think he kills the nurse. Okay. And I'm only but we didn't see that, did but we? But I'm only saying that because I, I've looked up the orders of deaths in the Halloween like this movie. Because I know they, and they, I know they the nurse the, is on the death list. All the police leave the Myers house because they think Michael's at the clinic, and when they get to the clinic, they do find a dead body. I think it's the nurse. It's got to be the nurse. So maybe Michael makes a pit stop at the clinic before he gets to the Myers house. But then he gets to the Myers house and it's just Loomis, Jamie, and that one chatty Cathy police officer. And, and then we have Jamie's doing some like hardcore like hiding. Like, I don't know how she well, does okay, it. Okay, let's. You're going to stop me before I get to that part? Yeah, because Michael gets to the house mm -hmm. and he has a confrontation with Loomis. Mm hmm. And Loomis is, like, very close to reaching Michael. He's like, she can take the rage away from you. And he gets very close to Michael. And then he's like, Michael, like, let us help. Let me take you to her. Let me take you to her. 
and then he goes and reaches for Michael's knife. It looks like Michael's like going to lose grip of the knife, like he's letting down his guard. And then he like re-grips the knife and slashes Loomis. It looks like Loomis is dead. Michael goes upstairs to where Jamie is. He breaks down the door. He kills the cop. Yeah, which, you know, we knew, we saw that coming. Um, what I really like about this sequence, and I, I hate, it's a very slow movie, but Jamie's doing some, like, really hardcore, like, upper body work. Like She's hanging on to things. She's hanging on to a, a laundry chute by, like, just holding on. That's, like, so difficult. It's surprising that it takes Michael to, like, almost, like, stab her for her to let go. Like, mm -hmm. I think I would be able to hang on for maybe a minute or so, and then I would just let go. Because I, yeah. I, I couldn't do it. So there's this really long chase scene between Michael and Jamie yeah. where she's hiding in places and then she makes her way up to the attic. In the attic she finds there are lit candles. Lit candles? The ambiance. There was ambiance. It was Meyer's ambiance. And then she sees Rachel. She finds out Rachel's yeah. dead. She I sees the dog. Those, I want to know who lit those candles first of all. because It's Michael. Well he hadn't been there. It's man black. He was getting the ambiance ready. Maybe. maybe, maybe it was man. I guess everything can just be man in black. Cause why not? He's a faceless, nameless character that's introduced. The writer didn't even know who he was. But just sure. Man but in black. Jamie is upset because she sees Rachel, and then she sees her dog. Which I want to say, she this sees is Mike. This Mike is, is there. This is the second like dog of Jamie's that Michael has killed like leave her dog alone and then we let's we find out he's been taking everybody's body and he's been setting up it up, like up he here. does that this is, these are things that Michael does and then there's a, a coffin that he dug up a nine-year-old kid's coffin and it's there and she kind of like she hops lays in. in it like kind of I maybe accepting of her fate and Michael walks up to her and she looks at him and she says uncle and he stops boogeyman and he stops again and then she goes show me and he takes off the mask again we see a little glimpse of michael's face 80s handsome and she goes you're just like me and they zoom into michael's eye and he and sheds one tear. tear he looked to the sky and he cried one tear <laughs> said god i hope that you forgive me <laughs> um and it, it's like Another one of those moments where the writer was definitely trying to humanize Michael or show that within the evil, there's still some semblance mm -hmm. of humanity. It's not totally lost. And I don't know what game they were trying to play with that because... I, at this point, like, Michael's been a killing machine. It's a cool scene, I think. It, it's nice to see Michael, like, does have some humanity in him, and he can let his guard down, and he can kind of break through the rage or the evil that's consumed him, but I don't know, does that kind of defeat the purpose of what Michael was intended to be originally? Like, he was just intended to be, like, a force of nature. Yeah, I mean, I think if anyone, if there was any reason to have a breakthrough moment, it would be with the niece, though. Yeah, yeah. And they, they try to do that in a couple of different movies, and we'll get there later on with H2O and Resurrection. The Bond of, the, of, the bond of Blood or Rob whatever. Rob Zombie's Halloween 2's uh, catch, catch, line, catch line, family is forever. Halloween 2, Too Fast, Too Furious. <laughs> family is forever. Uh, uh, so 
Michael takes off the mask, no burns, 80s handsome. Handsome. And then she kind of reaches for the mask and he freaks out and he puts it back on and he goes right back after her. Yeah. Um, I'm Loomis, gonna murder you, he, he says. Loomis takes Jamie as bait, which is kind of an interesting move. It shows the desperation of Loomis a little bit that he would almost try to sacrifice this little girl or take her as bait in order to stop Michael mm -hmm. once and for all. But then, Brie, do you remember what happens? He's thinking. I didn't write it down. I never write down. Oh, you didn't, you didn't write down any of the climax? No, I said I never All did. Right, That's, I my got you, B. That's my toxic trait. I got you. Loomis is talking. He's like, Michael, come and get her. I've got her. And then he nets Michael. Oh, yeah, he does. He throws, He gets the net. There's a net set up, a metal net, and he nets Michael. And then he starts like, like a freaking madman starts beating him with a two by four and he beats michael so bad with a two by four. Oh no he starts tranking him too yeah I, I forgot about that I, and what did i say i said Rhino I, I was like i always told you, you gotta you gotta hit him with like the elephant tranquilizers he shoots like many many darts into this guy i think i counted and at then least starts two. beating the crap out of him with a two by four and then loomis I don't know what happened. Like, Loomis did get stabbed, but maybe out of exhaustion, he, like, dies. It seems like he dies, and he collapses on top of Michael. But it's a weird collapse on Michael, where Michael is laying, like, on his back, and then Loomis falls. Like, Michael and Loomis are nose to nose. And you said... I said, now kiss. <laughs> it's like, what's he gonna fucking give him a kiss? Now kiss. <laughs> so... I don't know. Loomis is maybe dead. I'm, that's where I think this movie was supposed to be going. But we cut to Michael in jail. The police have taken him into custody. And then we get this like weird shot of Michael sitting on the stoop of the jail, like in his jail cell, sitting on the bench. Kind of bent over. Bent over, fidgeting with his chains that are on him. But I'm like, dude, he's still wearing the mask. Like, also, okay, so I, well, at this point, like, Jamie's out in a cop car, right? And then they leave it because they leave him in the jail. They're like, oh, you're, you're good now. We're going to take you. Um, I just don't know why they would let him keep the mask. Also, I don't understand. He's a, he's a serial killer. Also, he has proven to be way stronger. And you are underestimating putting him in this rinky-dink town jail. But then, the but the before Jamie gets into the police car the cop says he's just gonna stay there forever like he's not going anywhere he's gonna stay there forever and i think that would have been like a cool moment to end the movie on but then but then like all of a sudden it turns like kind of like red and there's like a like a commotion going he on booms and bangs he booms and bangs and the cop looks at her and he says like i'm gonna go check out and i'm like no you should have driven away with the kid Get that the he's F after out, yeah. like he's after her you freaking buffoon um they go in and michael has done it again you see a silhouette of the man in black shooting a shotgun and then Jamie walks in, Michael's gone, everybody's gone, Man in Black has broken Michael out of prison, and Jamie starts saying, no, no, no. And then the movie ends. And we're left with that cliffhanger. No, no, no. So, overall, what did you think, Brie? I mean, it's not a bad movie. I, 
You don't think so? I mean, for what it was, it was a slow movie. Which one do you, as of right now, which one do you think is the worst in the franchise? This one. Yeah, I would agree. I would agree. It takes, it even, it does worse than the funny movie with the lasers. I thought that was good. I thought, how, I think Halloween 3 is a good movie. I mean, it's not, I'm not going to write home about it. But I ask you this, does it make it on your list, Anthony, of top Fuck 100? No. no. It's Absolutely so, not. It's so boring. I had a lot of issue with the direction of this movie. I I don't like the te telepathy. I don't like the supernatural BS of it all. I don't like uh, how the writer tried to justify at every turn. It seems like in interviews he tried to justify at every turn why he made some of the poor choices that were made in the movie. Just say you're bad and move on. Just say you didn't understand the characters. You didn't understand. And we'll get to somebody who did not understand the characters. We're looking at you, on. Rob Zombie. Yeah, we're looking at Rob Zombie. Even though I do like Rob Zombie, I don't think he understood the characters. Um, I just, I, I, a lot of this movie puts a bad taste in my mouth. Um, it's not that it wasn't like a fun movie. It had some interesting parts. We had fun watching it, but I always enjoy watching movies with yeah, you. I, I think as a Halloween sequel, I think Donald Pleasance was very accurate in how he talked about the director. He doesn't understand that he's making a fifth entry into a film franchise. He's not making his own movie here. Mm -hmm. You have to deal with the characters as they're given right? and, and move on from so there. If you wanted, like Loomis acted of totally appropriately for where that character what did you was. think about the the lack of follow-up to the cliffhanger of the last movie did you feel like that was appropriate or I do mean, you think that they should have followed they kinda up always more? like they always do like the one year later on halloween kind of thing mm -hmm. so i didn't care about it much yeah i wish they would have followed up on it i think our pitch for halloween five Either one. I, I think I, I prefer better. I prefer my Breakfast Club esque pitch, <laughs> but you know I digress. Martin Scorsese direct my movie. I will have a thirty page draft outline story outline written for you on your um, request. Anyone can um, pitch to me to direct my movie, um, but I only have one request. What's that? That I get to be in it. You want to be Jamie? No, I want to kind of have like a Stan Lee kind of role where I'm just like pop in. You walk in and you say, anyone can be behind the mask. Yeah, something like just like uh, totally obvious yeah. or just like ominous. Cool. Cool. Does this make your list? No. Nah, it's a prestigious no, it's list. It's trying so much to like even touch it, but yeah, no. I don't. Does this get an honorable mention? No, no, me neither. It gets one. I think it. Oh, brother! <laughs> <laughs> so we've got one movie. We've got one movie on our list of the and top and then we each of us have a top, like a um, honorable mention. Well, or a shout out. Yeah. Well, I we'll recap. I don't know our list right now uh, because we are filming these out of order, but. We'll get we'll update our list fairly soon. Yeah. Fairly soon. And um, we're gonna head at, like we are going to then fin when we finish this podcast, we are going right into some movie watching. Um we're moving into Halloween six. Halloween six, so buckle up, buckos. Buckle up, buckaroos. <laughs> um Great. So I guess that will wrap it up for us. Uh we got our little breeze treat here um we will leave you on that 
If you would like to reach out to us, you can always email our Gmail account with any movie suggestions, recommendations. Uh, tell us if you made breeze treats. Tell us any stories you want us to read on the pod. You can reach us at reviewpodcast1 at gmail.com. You can always follow us on any of our socials for Instagram, bonus content. Our Instagram for you is review underscore pod. If you want to find us on there. If you want to follow me on Twitter, I am at GLDTV1. And you can always, if you're not watching on our YouTube, you can always subscribe to us on the YouTube for video podcasts. We are Review Podcast on YouTube. Uh, I think that's it. Is there anything else you want to leave our peoples with? Um, Keep on the lookout for some more Jurassic Park content. Yes, Jurassic Park content yeah. coming soon. Some more content coming soon. Some more content. To... Okay, so I am Brianna. And I am Anthony. And this has been the Review Podcast. Review Podcast. Review, review, review Podcast. Review. Theme. Review Podcast.